0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Beyond good. Beyond evil. Beyond your wildest imagination. We stand today on the edge of a new frontier frontier of unknown, opportunity and peril. I'm asking each of you to be pioneers towards that new frontier.
1: Welcome again to another special uh, crossover episode, Animation Ficionados Tooncast Beyond. Uh, we're, this is continuing our series looking into the DC animated m- original movies. Uh, I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV Spinner Neal.
2: With this proton energy pill, I get the power
1: of 20 atom
2: bombs for, the, for a period of 20 seconds.
1: And we also have with us a uh, host of mm. Tooncast Beyond, TFT one Mike.
0: Yes, that's right, and for the Tooncast Beyond listeners, this will be episode three in our DC movie spotlight, Uh, and tonight we're going to be talking about Justice League New Frontier. Uh, Such a breath of fresh air compared to last week's episode.
1: (laughs) Well, what I love about this is the original comic itself was a love letter to that transit that little transition period between this, the golden age and the silver age of comics, you know, mm. it was, it, it was post world war two, uh, pre, uh, pre red scare. It, it, it's just, it's just like this little butter zone of, of awesomeness about, uh, you know, uh, you know, between the, the golden age variations, the green lantern where the lantern was like a genie lantern and, uh, the flash guys, what was Jay Garrett guys, powers from breathing hard water. And, uh, Yes, that did happen, and and you know the the Silver Age versions, you know, with Barry Allen, the Flash, who got his powers from lightning, and uh, and uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, got his ring from a from a Space Police Corps, and really that that's that's the difference. It's you you don't actually see you know the the Golden Age versions of these characters in this, but. What I did like was you actually did see the Golden Age versions of Batman and Superman in this and their transitions into their Silver Age versions.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, this movie, as I said, coming off the heels of just a sour taste that Doomsday left in our mouths, New Frontier was so much better. It was better written, Uh, voice cast was amazing.
1: Um, Oh, Neil, someone listened to you because you always said, Somebody cast her! They did. (laughs) Awesome. Lucy Lawless as Wonder 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 Woman. Yeah. Thank
2: you.
1: That's a little weird to me, but okay. Well, that's that's Neil's dream. Right. And like I said... uh, the the reason why I think a lot of the love came through is because the original comic book was a love letter to the Silver Age and a lot of people that are working on the movie understood this and a lot of that same love translated perfectly.
0: Well, to set the re- to really set the stage here, um the film was written by Justice League writer Stan Berkowitz and it also had consulting on it. The guy that wrote the comic, Darwin Cook. I mean That's he true. had full interpretation, even on the DVD set. There are two separate commentaries: one with Bruce Timm and the producers, and ones just with Darwin Cook talking about the uh, talking about the movie. So, I mean, this wasn't like they, you know, this wasn't like Doomsday where they may have talked to the writers of the Doomsday. Of they the didn't. Critics. I'm just okay. I'm just saying they may have like consulted with them, but they didn't bring anybody in to actually consult on the movie and what it is, whereas this, they actually brought the guy that wrote the story in to consult on it to make sure the vision was done properly, and it was.
1: And also the change in the animation style to not quite mirror exactly, but mirror the, what I would like to call the artistic intent of the comic was, was brilliant. It was beautiful and it was brilliant. And really what I love about this is... Yes, there are segments with Batman and Superman and all these other characters, but to me, in my mind, this is really a Barry Allen story.
0: I would well, I would say that yes, I would say that the main focus here is on Hal Jordan, Barry Allen, and Martian Manhunter. Um, Batman and Superman are there, Wonder Woman's there, but. I mean, they're just there. I wouldn't say they're background characters because those are the big three of the DC. But the story isn't focusing on them; it's more so focusing on them as a part of the team. But as far as the overall individual stories, you have Barry's, uh, Hal's, and, uh, and and Martian Manhunter's story. Um, I I just I really like this movie, and when they. When when we started hearing rumblings of that horrible horrible live action uh, thing that happened uh, with the Yellow Fear Monster, <laughs> uh, my initial thought when they before they even mentioned who was going to be the Green Lantern in that movie, as soon as I heard David Boreanaz voicing him, I said he would be perfect for a live action Green Lantern. I don't care how old the guy is whatever else he can carry himself on screen as an actor and him voicing hal honestly for me is probably one of the best
1: voices of hal ever i agree and it's really hard to cast hal as a voice because it it's hard to reconcile the expectation people have for hal and who hal really is as a character because the part of the part of the thing is lots of fans memorize memorialize and outright worship the myth of hal jordan sadly these fans are actually writing the books now and <laughs> that sort of makes it to where it's it's an unattainable uh you know ideal that's that that's not who the character really is hal jordan is a flawed person he 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 has done wrong he has he has driven drunk he he crap he has he has uh Slept with a, an underage girl. He he isn't the best man, but he is a hero.
0: Yes. Um, when did you guys first see this? Did you guys like run out and pick this up on DVD as soon as it came out, or did you wait for the premiere, which happened on October eighteenth, two thousand eight, on Cartoon Network?
1: I waited for the premiere personally because uh, Superman Doomsday left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: No, as soon as I saw the 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 trailer and all. You know, nowadays with the internet the special features like the, the 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 making of stuff always leaks on the YouTube first. Whenever I saw those, I was like, Yep, I gotta go out and get this and I immediately went out and got it. Um what about you, Neil?
2: I just waited for the premiere.
1: <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> no, we, we we uh if you punch a dog in the nose and does come back to you immediately you can't say the dog's dumb.
0: Well, Right, but this like I like we've said this was a completely different story, completely different animation type style compared to Doomsday. So a lot of the same team. Well, but that doesn't matter though because they they they're still doing very well. I mean, you know, granted Doomsday was a misstep, but you know, this kind of makes up for that, I think.
1: It does. It really does and uh <clears throat> I really like I said I enjoyed a lot of the what I enjoyed personally was the segments with Batman especially how you know it actually had my god it's the it's it's goddamn original detective 27 Bob Kane Batman in there with 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 the big ears and it had it had the it was the perfect translation of what the Bob Kane Batman originally was except he didn't carry the dual pistols because yeah that was something that they just sort of stripped out of the character And for people who don't know, yes, Batman originally carried two pistols in the original comics, just like the Phantom. And uh, one of the bloodiest original issues you can get is the one where uh, Batman fights the uh, Mad Monk.
0: Yeah, the only complaint I have about Batman in this movie is that they should have gotten somebody else other than Jeremy Sisto to voice him. I like Jeremy Sisto as an actor, but... His voice just does not fit Batman to me, even even in the Silver Age Batman. I don't know; it just it doesn't feel he right. He delivered
1: to me. one line perfectly. It was when he was talking to Martian Manhunter, and he said, "I have a million dollar rock for the one in Metropolis. Yeah. All I need for you is to drop a dime for a box of matches." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And uh, he delivered that line perfectly.
0: Yeah, he did. I, I, I will give him that, but just, I don't know, just the overall feel. And again, as I said, you know, the big three are, are almost second fiddle in this movie because, you know, Hal, Martian Manhunter, and and, and Barry are, are the ones that are really with the story. As far as the cast goes, as I said, David Boreanaz, Miguel Ferrer, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. What the hell is Peter McAllister doing in here? John Hurd as Ace Morgan. Wow.
1: Huh. Well, one thing to keep in mind is I really do see this more as as a Barry story than a Hal story, or even Martian Manhunter story, because yeah. because Martian Manhunter made a decision to 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 come here early on. You know, Hal Jordan is in military; he made the decision to 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 fight long ago. Barry Allen was just a citizen, and you know he, he made a decision to fight crime, and then all of a sudden. Be, because he's wearing red or something, people aren't trusting him, and he, and then you know he has to make that decision again, in in the in the face of everybody not trust, you know, in, in the face of everything, he has to make that decision again.
0: Right, that's right. But still, it, it I don't know. It's, maybe it's because it starts off with telling part of Hal's story that I think that the movie is solely for Hal, uh, but it's you know as I said, it's more of a team effort really. Uh, and you know, as, as Neil has always wanted, Lucy Lawless is now Princess Diana. Uh,
2: Although I kind of wanted her as the physical uh, representation, but I'll take it.
1: Well, <laughs> she kind of is almost a little bit. That's why he wanted her cast in the movie in, in a live action movie. <laughs> but uh, Neil, in your opinion, in your opinion, would you say this is a Barry Allen story or a Hal Jordan story?
2: Um, I'm gonna lean toward Barry Allen because the. Uh, just because the uh, the Green Lantern part of the story was kind of slow in developing, and it, he didn't become
1: the Green Lantern until very late in the movie, and in the right. it yeah. last eight minutes, <laughs> I basically, mean, I,
0: you know, I will say that it is it is a Barry Allen story to the point where as soon as we see him, it's mainly focused on like the police are going after him, he's using his powers, he's stopping Captain Cold, he's the one that has to. Run at super speed around the sh- around the centaur thing to to d- to destroy it. I will I, w- I will give you guys that. But just the way the movie starts out, most people might think most people that don't know a lot about comics, your everyday mainstream audience might think that it's a Hal Jordan story because it starts out with him in the war and doing all the flying and then going to Ferris Aerospace and all that. Uh, and then you have which. I would actually have preferred Adam Baldwin over this. You have Kyle McLaughlin as Superman.
1: Ugh. Well Shoot in the, the head. This leads me to one thing. There's there was a I know it was the the scene was exactly the same in the comic, but the scene near the end where where Aquaman shows up dragging Superman out of the ocean saying He's been he's been crying for a woman named Lois for the last ten minutes and wouldn't shut up. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, well, gee, that was very tacked on, and I guess, all right. Yeah. We have Aquaman. I guess. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. And then. And, and that's
1: that's about as mean as I can be to this movie because everything else is great.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh. You know. And you got Vandal Savage, Phil Morris as King Faraday. That's pretty awesome. Lex Lang as Rick Rick Flag, and then a much better voice for Lois than Anne Heche ever could be, which is Kara Sedgwick. The closer. Yes.
1: (laughs) And uh, I like how it harkens to a lot of, a lot of silver age that a lot of new people would know about, like the fact that uh, Lois is a TV reporter. Mm Mm-hmm. It's uh, not many people remember those days.
0: Yeah. Um... Overall, I mean, I really like this movie. I like I like all the little nuances in
1: it, like with the Flash and the way he uses his super speed. Um, and, and really, one thing we have to say is, in the end, the villain itself, you know, this unspeakable horror from beyond the stars, is... Not that important because it's basically just there to bring everything together, and that's perfectly fine for what the story is. The story isn't about the villain. The story is about is is about you know the I, team exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, and the only really great thing about the villain in this movie is the fact that it's Keith David doing the voice. Um, Keith David has an amazing voice for voiceover, and he has this really epic evil voice in this. And that was really great, um, but I mean, it's a giant floating living island.
1: And we also, you know, the animators did a great job of when Hal flew his plane in, into it, mm-hmm. and it, it was it got really trippy.
0: Oh yeah, that was awesome. The the effects in this are great.
1: No, they went they went real trippy with it, with the animation there. I mean. It was it was it was nice to see some good, honest to goodness experimental animation once again.
2: Yeah.
0: Neil, what are your overall thoughts or any, any thoughts you have on this?
2: Um well the only thing that we haven't covered yet is uh the Mar the Martian Manhunter and that I kinda like the early development of the movie where he's he's watching TV and I think that's actually how he learns English, so it's kinda like yeah. splash. And, and not to
1: mention uh, didn't they yeah. also do Oh, I'll let you go ahead, Neil. At
2: one, yeah, at one point he's sitting there in front of the TV and he he morphs into Bugs Bunny. And not just yes. any Bugs Bunny, the classic Bob Clampett Bugs Bunny.
1: <laughs> That's what happened in the comic, Neil.
2: <laughs> that was that was wonderful.
0: Yeah, Martian Manhunter in this was great. Because as you said, he's he's learning the culture. He he just arrived. He's learning the culture. Um and honestly this movie is more so a testament to humankind rather than the superheroes because you have all these people coming together in the end to to fight this thing all the all the military fights um the fact that jean portrays himself as a policeman
1: and you, you also know. have uh, you also have the scene where 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 jean is actually being affected by the living island and it took yep. it it took uh, a human's bravery for him to stamp out of it and, you know, hero up.
0: <laughs> Where's a rimshot app when you really need one? <laughs> cool. um, I'm not allowed to say hero up? Well, I guess you live in Superhero City then, right next to Villainville.
1: <laughs> now, it's big damn hero time. It's that's not That's not from a superhero show. <laughs> that's from that's from uh, that's from Firefly.
0: Yeah. Um, overall, this movie's great. Uh, the animation's great. The voice acting, even though I could, I wish I, we had different. And it didn't matter that they could have gotten anyone else. I would. I I'm not sitting here saying I want Daly or Newburn or Conroy as either Superman or Batman. I'm saying they could have gotten anyone else other than Kyle McLaughlin and Jeremy Sisto as, as, the two char- as those two characters. I just didn't like their voices, regardless of that one great line that, that, that Batman had. I just didn't like it. I didn't like either one of their voice portrayals.
1: But then again, they they are barely in the movie when you look at. it. Right. I mean, the, yeah. the, they they were working. They're working more to cast a perfect Hal Jordan and a perfect Barry Allen. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris like took it home as Barry Allen. Yeah, he did. And that's what they were looking for. I mean, you know, do you spend do you spend a lot of time casting for for what's in the end is almost ten minutes of dialogue from somebody, or do you spend a lot of time casting someone who is like? Uh, Fifty minutes of dialogue.
0: Yeah. Um, What else can we say about this one? I I mean, I guess I could kind of go into the special features that are on the DVD. Uh, Both commentaries are great. Um, To actually have a commentary by the guy that wrote the actual comic is very insightful. Uh,
1: The behind the scenes stuff was great. Well Warner Brothers animation never skimps on the extras. I mean no, never even, even the even the God Alpha Mystery of the Batwoman had tons of extras. I mean it's it's not like they were, you know, bought by Disney who doesn't give extras at all. <laughs> Marvel, <laughs> Marvel. Yes. I I could see that
2: setup coming a mile away. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So to date, Justice League New Frontier has made $5,237,567 and it has sold over just over 300,000
1: units. So it it definitely more than made its money back, but it also oh, yeah. it also didn't uh, make uh, what Superman Doomsday did, which is kind of yeah. a shame because this is obviously a superior product.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. It's it's a hell of a lot of shame here because as you said, Superior product, you know much better story, much better animation, way better voice casting um, so I,
1: I think it really helps that they they told a story that that wasn't you know that wasn't vilified for for ten years and tried to decide, okay, we have to figure out what's vilified to make it work because new frontier as a as a graphic novel. Is is loved? Not well known, but loved around the circles that do that do know it. I think that's what really helped it because, because it was fairly recent too. It wasn't as old as the uh, death of Superman storyline either. So, you know, it was fairly recent. It was fairly loved. So those two things helped it. You know, push through with, uh, especially with the actual author helping. You know,
0: now how much of this is condensed from the actual story of? It's, New- it's
1: actually a very good near faithful adaptation.
0: Oh, cool. And I love how they used the uh the Kennedy bits at the end. Yes. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. No, I
1: do. I know the I know the speech you're talking about.
0: Yes. I thought that was very awesome because it's, you know, it's 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 the Kennedy speech up against the heroes fighting this this great evil at the time. Uh, you know, and in the end, Flash saves the day. So going into the IGN replacement crew, one through four, one is don't watch this even if it's free, two is worth a watch if it's free on TV, three is worth adding to the Netflix list, which it is currently not on Netflix Instant, which is a shame, and four is this is a must-add to your DVD collection. Ben, one to four, what do you give New Frontier?
1: I give it a definite four. This is really this is really the team, you know, Shaking off the cobwebs, really, you know they 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 got their act down now. They know what they're doing. This is definitely a four.
0: Neil,
2: I'm going to give this movie a wonderful review of uh, I'd say three. I'm I'm not I'm not quite the DVD collector, so I'm I don't know. I'd say watch it on on uh, on Netflix if you can get it, and if you're if you're just really that superhero fan, go for the DVD.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a four as well because this this is a movie I could watch, you know, once every three or four months and just really still love it. Um, You know, as we've said, this movie is very well done. Uh, This movie, surprisingly, this DVD came out when we were still having the Blu-ray versus HD DVD war.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's hilarious. More like a backyard brawl.
0: Yeah, ain't you, that
1: the truth? Yeah, I everyone knew Blu-ray was going to win. Yeah. I knew a lot of early HD adopter HD DVD adopters that were very pissed off after they, <laughs> they put some dime down on some HD DVD players. I'm like, you do know that Blu-ray is going to win. I mean, they got all the studio support. That's what counts. And they're like, no, you're wrong. HD DVD is just better. It's I'm like. That doesn't mean anything. It's the same thing with Betamax. You know, Betamax is technically a better picture than VHS, but which one won again?
0: VHS. Uh, Entertainment Weekly talking about directed videos in Superman Doomsday revealed that pre-orders for the New Frontier were tracking further ahead than expected. So, that's saying something. I mean, regardless of how bad Doomsday was... If the pre-orders for this were tracking ahead of what they're expecting, that says something about this
1: movie. It certainly does. It says something about the people who, you know, word of mouth really helped too, because, like I said, the graphic novel is fairly well loved.
0: Yeah. I honestly would love to pick this up on the graphic novel just to read it and just to see the visuals in the graphic novel, but the movie is a great adaptation. So with that, here on ToonCast Beyond, I think we're going to take a break. You're going to hear some crazy ads, and then we'll come back with our final thoughts. We'll be back after this.
2: You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free use and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear GeekCast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter GeekCast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you in your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Keycast Radio when you register. Hey,
0: I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number
1: one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On, Joe Mine? That's right. It's Joe news, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe talk beats sports talk, and we make fun of Chuck. Right, we hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, we hey. It's What's On, Joe Mine? Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes download and listen today.
0: Can I say something about Transformers? No. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Web Comic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. The Web Comic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World, for webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed
1: or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Like animation? Come listen to Animation Aficionados. And if you disagree with us, you could be a guest on a future show. Available on iTunes, the Zoom Market, and animationaficionados.com
0: Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to TuneCast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find TuneCast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. We are back here on Tooncast Beyond and Animation Aficionados. Neil, final thoughts on New Frontier.
2: Um Hmm. Good movie. Uh I don't I'm not familiar with the with the comic. Ben Ben would be a better candidate to kind of wrap it up, but uh I liked it. It was uh it was a fun movie. I liked the flash in it, I liked the Martian Manhunter. Um wasn't too crazy about the Green Lantern uh part of the story, but you know. Yeah, it's not it's not that much of a flaw so uh yeah go go watch it, kids
0: <laughs> my final thoughts because we'll let ben go last seeing as how he'll have the most to say my final thoughts is as i said the voice cast in this is great the all of the stories for the team coming together are great the animation's great there really isn't a single misstep in here outside of my little nitpicks of superman and batman's voices but they really aren't the characters for this movie so i can overlook that what about you ben what are your final
1: thoughts i think this is one of the best near direct adaptation of an existing graphic novel because there's not that much adaptation decay having cook as part of the team really helped it the animation style is beautiful and really harkens to what the books art style is and other than the aquaman this this man is keeps on asking for lois does anyone know who lois is seeing at the end this is actually a great movie and i just sort of stopped it right (laughs) before (laughs) that
0: that's funny all right, so thank you for joining us here on the Tooncast Beyond Animation Aficionados crossover. There are so ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the shows. Visit the websites, geekcastradio.com and animationaficionados.com. You can comment on each of our episode posts. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show names there are Beyond, A-Aficionados. My Twitter is TFG1Mike, and Neil doesn't care about Twitter, so... Um, Ben, do you have a personal Twitter other than the Animation Aficionados one?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. Which would be? (laughs) It's only for friends.
0: Oh, God. Twitter is not Facebook, damn it. Uh, Speaking of which, become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network and facebook.com slash Animation Aficionados. Call the voicemail line, tell us the show you're leaving the message for, and your name, 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of ToonCast Beyond and the Animation Official's crossover. And Join us next time when we will be continuing the DC Universe Animated Movie Spotlight with... Batman Gotham Knight. Mm-hmm. Ugh. For now, I am TFG1 Mike
1: with... Jeeves. G- and then the host. With the boast.
0: We will see you next time. Good night. Bye.
2: I'm willing to put my life on the line to do what I have to. But it has to be mine. No one else's.